Blog Talk Radio. Fantastic introduction. I need to either have you do my introductions all the time or get ready to start doing my obituary, you know, whenever my time comes. But, uh, yes, yeah, Super Fan Series, you've got a Super Fan here with you. So it's going to get real, you real interesting. You know what? It's funny. I've been, we've been meaning to do this for the past few years, uh, you know, because I know you've been busy most of the time. But uh, I know you have a lot on your mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you got some cats to call out, so I'm going to give you the floor momentarily. So let's just talk about your – so let's, let's just talk about your beloved skins for a minute. Um, and, I'll, and you know I obviously tease about the, 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 new, the new nickname I'm assigning to your beloved uh, team, the, quote, races as American, Native American slurs. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> just had to get that out there. Uh, for all the sister folks. Hey, it is with the team nickname. I completely yeah, we, agree we with you. Yeah, we discussed that at nauseum too, so. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so, you know, and, and you, know, you know, as always, you know, when the team doesn't win the chip, I always have to ask what went wrong. But it's hard to pinpoint what, quote, quote, went wrong for y'all because, A, you guys made a playoff. Won the uh, NFC East, uh, which folks mm-hmm. originally call it this day, um, the NFC lease because it's, it hasn't been there but so good the last few seasons. Um, Kirk Cousins had a decent season uh, as well as, you know, there's other like, other components of the team. And again, I know that the, uh, <laughs> that the, uh, the, the, the threshold, if you will, wasn't but so high in the division, but Hey, y'all won it. And, you know, you guys look pretty 
good in the process to it, like 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 uh, considering the actual turmoil that swirled around one RG three. We'll get to him in a minute, but at any rate, Kirk Cousins passed for twenty nine touchdowns, threw twenty nine touchdown passes, passed over forty one hundred yards, which is pretty damn good. Um, yes. As well as you know, Jordan Reed had almost a thousand yards receiving. Uh, he's a he's a he's a stud at tight end. He's, he's he just is. Um, yes, if he can somehow you know, uh, deal with concussions and, and and continue to give us a full year, this dude yep. is well on his way. He's he's a stud. He he he's a stud. I mean he 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 did a damn thing last year. Um, and Pierre Garcon when healthy was pretty good as well as Deshaun Jackson again when healthy. Um, mm-hmm. So you you guys. Didn't have a bad season, it's just that you didn't score enough. You couldn't keep up with Green Bay in the playoffs. <laughs> um, I mean, but then again, who could? I mean, it's not many people could keep up with the Packers. But, um, but what in your mind was this one thing that you could put your finger on? Maybe a couple of things you could put your finger on. Pretty much like this is the reason why we fell short in the postseason and didn't attain our goal. So, what what do you have in mind with that? Like, what are you thinking? Um, the number one thing, in my opinion was that the team as a whole just wasn't ready. Um, coming into the season, no mm. one believed in the team. Uh, of course, uh, as usual with, with this organization, there was all types of turmoil in the beginning of the season, what the quarterback situation sure. was going to be, what type of quarterback quarterback play we would actually get out of Kirk Cousins once he was named the starter at the uh, actually after the fourth week of preseason last year. And just right. waiting to see what this team will be capable of doing. And um, they surprised many, including myself. So for them to make the playoffs last year was was a bonus um, in my eyes. And, but I just thought that they weren't ready. I didn't think that they had the, the, the tools last year to really even compete to go deep into the playoffs. But to win the, 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 the division title, you know, hey, once again, surprise, surprise. And, and they were capable of, of, of beating the teams that were ahead of them on the schedule. So, you know, my, mm-hmm. my, my hope mm-hmm. this coming season is that a lot of the holes that they needed to fill, and they had a lot of holes last going into last year, um, sure. hopefully they will get them filled. And, and some of them they have and some of them they haven't. We'll just happen to see how they're, they're capable of, of playing with what they've done this past offseason. Yeah, you sound like <laughs> – you know, we like uh, like when you gave the reason. I, I merely like had a flashback to uh, one Kevin Hart. He wasn't ready. They were not at all ready. Um, not but, at hey, all, you guys. I mean, but I mean, at least you guys. I guess for you to say the one way to spin it, say you guys were ahead of schedule, in the sense that uh, you know no one expected much, and you know you y'all made it, and I think you guys got a pretty good chance to. Get back there again, which we'll get into momentarily. Um, mm-hmm. How about your free agent pick up the Sean Goldson from San Fran, led the team in tackles, and just, 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 just really, really took the reins of the uh, of the uh, as the leader of the defense with 110 tackles last year, as well as um, your D line and Ryan Kerrigan, Preston Smith. We in the team in sacks with nine and a half and eight sacks respectively. There's a lot to love about your squad from last year, and I and, and there's no reason to think that wouldn't continue this season. Uh, with like 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 a given a second year, like another year under that particular defensive system. I mean, you guys 
the defense has to be brimming with confidence by about now, too, going into the season. Of course they are. You know, you have another year under the belt um, with the current uh, uh, defensive coordinator, Joe Perry. Um, mm-hmm. Deshaun Golson, yeah, he was a guy that played well for us last year, but he's no longer with the team. Um, it was a situation, of course, with that secondary where there were a lot of question marks. You had uh, Quentin Dunbar, who actually came to the team last year as a wide receiver, converted over to a, a DB who played well in, in, in spots and, and you know, looked a lot better than what people expected him to be. Uh, you had a conversion of uh, 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 D'Angelo Hall to safety last year and, you know, the, the continual emergence of Chris Baker out of Hampton University. Yep. Uh, for, for people right. who don't know, um, what I like to do is whenever I do NFL previews, I will always point out at least one HBCU standout. That's, That's my right. HBCU standout, That's of course, right. Chris Baker. Um, so, and, of course, Ryan Kerrigan, who, who had a down year, but it was still relatively respectable in the, the emergence of Preston Smith, another draft pick they had last year. So if these guys can continue to grow, unfortunately it will be another season without – uh, the, the 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 star, or actually emerging star, uh, linebacker um, out of Stillman. God, I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. But Junior Gillette, there okay. you go. You know they were they were hoping Who? that Junior Gillette would come back healthy from his ACL oh. injury last year, only right. to tell his tear his other ACL. So he's going to be out. So hopefully, you know, some ho- that hole will continue to be filled um, with, with the guys that they currently have on the roster. Tell me why. Well, yeah, you mentioned that because uh, I didn't realize that that Golson was uh, was released by the team. Uh, he's, he's like thirty one years old. Was there any particular reason why he was he was released and why he hasn't caught on with the team yet? Is it health issues or what? What's going on with that? From my if my memory serves me correctly, it's because of his age, and I, I, I'm thinking he dealt with some injuries as well. So that's probably mm. why he hasn't been able to uh, be picked up possibility of course exactly. once 53s are set and, and somebody has a need at, at, the, at that safety spot they'll pick them up but um, it, it seemed to me that the Redskins wanted to go a little bit younger especially in the secondary sure. actually not just the secondary but with the entire team and attempt to develop players at every spot that they could so you know a lot of the guys who were a little bit longer in the tooth they let go and, and either try to pick up younger free agents uh, draft younger guys or try to bring in guys who didn't get a lot of starting time, i.e. Greg Toller, who uh, was over in Miami and in Indianapolis, also a grad of no longer in existence, St. Paul Univers- uh, College, which is in Virginia, former CIAA institution. Um, sure. So these are all guys that um, they're, they're looking would uh, hopefully come to the skins and, and develop and, and, and stay for a very long time. Yeah. So you mentioned the brother. Now, who was the name? What's the name of the brother who went to Stillman College? Um, Junior Gillette. Yeah. Junior Gillette. Well, you know, well, well, well. I think um, Washington must have the lead in terms of like star players for HBCUs because there's another cat from Western State called Fields, who's who, who's coming along like like pretty well for for you guys. So. Uh, yeah, I wonder, like, like, because um, I read his story, and you know, he came in as a uh, undrafted, as an undrafted free agent, like two years ago, two seasons uh, ago, and uh, 
he looks like he's found he's catching on with the Redskins and look looking to have a decent year. So um, yeah, so it's like it's like because I saw it where someone, someone where he believes that he could catch on with the Redskins you know, after spending like last two seasons with the previous two seasons with the Colts after mm-hmm. hopping from practice squad from practice squad you know, from like three different teams I think it was so. What are your prospects for Carlos Fields, uh, being, being that he's an HBCU product as as well? Well, I, I look at him to uh, continue to do what he did last year with the team, which is be uh, a, a special teams athlete. Um, hopefully he can excel <clears throat> at special teams and potentially even maybe even get a little run at, at the middle linebacker spot where, where he's currently third in that in that uh, depth for that spot. But um, yeah, last year when he brought him in midway through the year, um, he he started out the year, well, not the year, but his time with, with uh, D.C. a little rough. I, I, actually, his first play uh, was a penalty, but um, he, he <laughs> wow. continued to uh, to play well with special teams, and, and, and the skins look like they, they're willing to keep him, and, and, and hopefully this guy becomes one of those guys that develops and be, becomes one of those special team stalwarts that the skins are, are known for, for having on the team. Hmm. Well, best of luck to that brother. Um, let's just go back to one particular guy you mentioned earlier. It's called, like talking about from how he played last season, how like uh, like like um, playing to a a one him sign a one year tenant for this year. That's Kirk Cousins. He's practically betting on himself with the one year tenant I mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that even though he had a great season last year, at least statistically, uh, do you think Mister you like that? Is a um, franchise quarterback for for you guys, or do you think that you may have to wait for the other shoe to drop to and probably draft another quarterback uh, next season? I, I think he has this great chance to uh, like to be that franchise quarterback. What What do you think? I believe he has a great chance to be a franchise quarterback as well. Um, uh, Mike Shanahan thought he was a, a franchise quarterback. I truly believe that that was the QB that that. Uh, outside of uh, Russell Wilson, that Shanahan wanted. Um, that's why mm-hmm. he took him at the, in the third round. You know, regardless of whether or not it was a quarterback controversy or was going to cause a quarterback controversy or not, um, this guy, when he seems to have it together, plays extremely well. He's been able to reduce the amount of turnovers he's he's uh, given up especially within that nine-game stretch toward the end of last year. Uh, it was phenomenal. Yeah. I think he was, he was on a run of, like, 24 touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, so he has the, the tools. The thing is whether or not he can be consistent. I'm not looking for him to, to, to be outstanding like he was toward the end of last year. I'm just looking for him to stay somewhere around one touchdown, one interception, two touchdowns, one interception ratio. Um, he, he can't have a situation where it's two to two again or anything worse than that, right. uh, the way that he started off the year last year. If he can do that, give me about 250 a year. I believe that he's a franchise quarterback. I don't know wh- whether or not D.C. will give him the, the money that he's looking for. I think he will probably have mm-hmm. to have um, <clears throat> uh, uh, at least a top ten quarterback stat statistical numbers in order for him to get that what looks to be $20 million a year because that's the way it looks like it's going. Um, right. uh, that's why I'm a little upset they didn't just go ahead and sign him team mail this, uh, this past offseason because all it's going to do is go, is go up. 
another two to three million, right. especially if he plays well. <clears throat> so just get ready. Um, it, it, it's, it's just whether or not he'll have that opportunity to show that he he can be consistent at that spot with this organization. And I mean, they, they they're giving him the tools. They, they they have Jordan Reed. They went ahead and drafted Josh Dotson. Uh, they kept uh, Deshaun Golston and uh, not. I'm sorry. I'm thinking. Uh, see, you got to be thinking Deshaun Golston now. I'm thinking Deshaun Jackson, who actually right. is looking good during um, training camp and in and, and spots during preseason. And of course, Pierre Garcon. They also brought in uh, Vernon Davis to back up uh, Jordan Reed. So he has the. the talent around him at the receiver spots to, to help him out is just whether or not he's going to be capable of performing for an entire 16. Yeah, I, I think that he – this is Joe Flacco all over again. Like when Joe Flacco signed that tender, I think it didn't – like like didn't take the contract decision that was offered to him when it then had – then really balled out and won the, ended up winning the Super Bowl and parlaying yeah. that to a $20 million per year contract. Uh, I think that I wouldn't be surprised if Kirk Cousins pulls the same act. Not to, I mean, not to say he won the Super Bowl, obviously, but I think he'll have a decent season because one thing about your coach, uh, 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 Jay Gruden. I mean, the way he worked so well with Andy Dalton. I see Andy Dalton 2.0 with Kirk Cousins. I, I, I really do, and I think to. To to your fears, your great to to your benefit and your great fears as well in terms of how much you'll count against your cap next year. He, I think he's going to have a good year, and you know, is it, you know like again, you know, I know you mentioned earlier, as long as his weapons stay healthy, I, I think he will. Now, one thing he does need is a consistent running game. But do you think that Matt Jones is ready to be the lead guy after you guys let the What's his face? Alpha Morris go to the Cowboys. D D D D D Jones is that guy to tote the rock and take pressure off of uh, Kirk Cousins. As of right now, no. Um, and that's mm. based off of what I've seen last year and what I've seen so far during the preseason for him to to have that shoulder injury. I don't know if he's capable right now to be a number one guy. Um, they the talk is that they're going to wait till about maybe week two to sign um, a free agent running back because at that point in time, they're not on the hook for paying him the entire season if it doesn't work out. So mm-hmm. look for a potential return of a Pierre Thomas or any guy, or actually uh, Carlos Williams, uh, excuse me, the former running back with uh, the Buffalo Bills is another name that's been tossed around a little bit since he's been cut uh, by Rex mm-hmm. Ryan. So look for those guys come week two to potentially be in burgundy and gold um, if it doesn't work out with whoever is backing up. Well, not whoever, but Keith Marshall or uh, Rod Kelly. If those guys can't emerge and, and, and show that they can at least carry the ball 15 times a game, then, yeah, they'll be going after a bet. Now, my thing is this. I'm not looking for necessarily a 2,000-yard back to be back there. What I'm looking for is some consistency in the threat of a run game. If you can give me at least a threat or at least the threat of passing out of the backfield, if you can give me one of those, then that will free up the defense or that will free up the offense to to be a little bit more flexible with their passing game because, of course, they'll have to concentrate on that too. But 
if they have the situation where it's going to be Matt Jones and the way that he looks. I mean, he, he the way that I've heard him compared to, he looks like Marshawn Lynch because he has that same body shape. Mm. He also has dreads. Times he can run hard, but it's just not consistent. And the, the the thing is, he runs high and he's susceptible to fumbling. And if he can somehow get all that down, which I haven't seen yet, and 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 also hold on to the ball, he may be able to do something. But as of right now, it just doesn't look that positive. Mm. Yeah, cause that's the only thing that's really holding you guys back: consistent running game. <clears throat> and uh, once that once you guys get to settle, you I mean, I think you'll try to take off there. So I got one more question before we get into your, to to your thoughts on, the, on on this past draft for your skins. How different is it? It's like, and we and you, you didn't use the word yet, but I'm gonna use it for you. How how different is that? Bama, uh, Robert Griffin the third not being around, <laughs> and it seems a hell of a lot quieter at Redskin Park, you know, a training camp and everything else. So. Uh, isn't, it, isn't it just weird not to have all your to kick around? Even though you know now he's about to be the puncher bag in Cleveland. But how how weird is that? And how do and, and how do your fellow fans feel about not having all your around anymore? I'm just curious. Well, you know, you still have those stragglers that are still holding on. That you know, my God, Bob was the guy. He was the one that was going to turn around the organization and get us to consecutive winning seasons and drive us deep into the playoffs. And you're absolutely right. Without him being here, there really hasn't been much to talk about. If there was no Josh Norman signing and the stuff that he's been saying at ESPN Magazine over the past couple of days, we wouldn't have mm. anything to talk about. I mean, outside of some of the shortcomings and, 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 and some of the advancement of players, you know, everything that we would talk about would be solely football, which is extremely boring. So thank God there's Josh Norman to talk about non-football stuff or non-organizational stuff. So we got to focus on that ignorance up until, you know, he's capable of proving himself. But with no Bob there, that pressure is no longer there with with, uh, Kirk Cousins. All he has to do is play. But God knows if this team starts out uh, 1-2, and Mm 0-3, and Bob comes into town and they're above 500, and he looks good, you'll never hear the end of it for the entire season. Where we we did it again. Neither do I, but you, you still have the, the stragglers. My God, Bob looked great throwing the deep ball to Terrell Pryor, who has never started an NFL football game at wide receiver. My God, that connection is going to be fantastic. Playing against very vanilla mm-hmm. d- defenses in preseason. He's always the decent right. in preseason. Pop your brakes. Let's wait until he actually has to face a defense that is prepped for him and, and, and what he's capable of doing. And the one thing that I know that he still can't do is take a hit well because I've seen him come off that turf rather slowly a couple of times this uh, this preseason. But thank God he's no longer here. Um, I don't have to deal with that stress as a fan anymore. And, 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 that Kirk Cousins, all he has to do is just focus on what he needs to do in order to improve, and this team can hopefully thrive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I see there's no way in the hell that Cleveland's going to be competitive this year. They're going to 
<laughs> I mean, which is which is which is bad because I really am a big fan of Hugh Jackson <clears throat> and the mm-hmm. fact that uh, Washington has a mostly minority uh, coaching staff, and I think they got some some flavor in the front office too. I think someone GM, called the yes, Browns. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you know, basically, someone called the Browns the blackest team in the NFL. <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I hope that. For for that reason alone, I hope they, that they have a decent season, but they won't be this season. Um, so no. I don't think you have to worry about that, brother. Um, so <laughs> give me your thoughts on the draft. I mean, I know you guys that have a uh, like Scott. What was his last name? Monahan. What what was the last name? The, uh, oh, Scott the McLuhan. Scott McLuhan. Yeah, McLuhan. My bad. So That's give me, right. So I got your draft list up here. So give me your thoughts on the on, on the draft. I like what you did, guys. There with drafting Kendall Fuller, Vitek in the in, in the third round. That's the dream for people not from the south. And um, you know, I, I see them playing college when healthy. He is a beast. And I see you guys drafted more uh, depth on uh, like along your defense, which um, which is good. I just wish that uh, you guys would have brought like a running back, but. Give me your thoughts anyway on on, on how you how you view your, your your team's draft. The team's draft as a whole, um, you know what? At the time in which they 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 made their selections, I I, I was scratching yep. my head. Um, you mm. know, the first overall pick that they had, I think, at the twenty second spot, I was looking for them to take, right. um, you know, some D line help, um, and they mm. didn't. What they did was they they took Josh Dotson. Um, I understood why, because, of course, uh, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon are going to be owed a whole lot of money come next year. Now, whether or not the Skins are going to want to pay them is going to be a thing. If Josh can show that he's going to be healthy enough to to play the entire season and say that he looks like he's going to start the season, Um, if he can show that he's capable of being at least a number two guy, then they won't have to pay at least one of them, if not both of them, and that starts the developmental stage at the receiver spot. Um, Sua Cravens, a uh, flex guy, got a good play middle linebacker and uh, strong safety, probably even some free safety as well. Um, is another guy that I liked at, the, at that uh, second round spot. Um, once, a guy, once again, it was a, 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 a spot or uh, a character I questioned because he was a, a small guy. He was a tweener. You didn't necessarily know exactly what he was going to do and where he was going to play, but he's talented. So and he's looked well in the preseason. So that fear is now gone as well. Um, Kendall Fuller, like you said, another spot with the cornerback and, 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 and 60 spots that they needed help in. He's been looking good in the preseason as well. So the, the, the one guy who I, I'm looking to see more from who I haven't seen anything from yet, because I really haven't been watching a lot of the preseason games, is Keith Marshall out of Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. what's the the guy's name that's the starting running back now? Is it Chubbs, Scubs, Scrubs, your bad mm-hmm. Chubbs? Um, what's what's that uh, the, the the running back in Georgia right now? Oh yeah, um, oh damn it, it's Chubb, like Rick, Nick, Nick Chubbs, Nick Chubbs. Yeah. Nick Chubbs. So he was he was basically the starting running back before Chubbs became uh, the starter because you know well yeah. he was the starter before Chubbs. And, and was knocked out of the spot due to injury. Set out on his last year, I think, uh, I due to a knee injury. And the, the Skins are, are hoping that he can be that guy that was a star at Georgia. But he just hasn't had an opportunity to really shine just yet. So 
we'll see what happens. Um, actually, the next couple of weeks of the preseason and, and throughout the season of whether or not he can move up the depth chart or if he just ends up um, a, a project. Interesting, interesting. I, I did not know that about that because I was I was wondering who, where I heard that name Keith Marshall from. I did not know he was going to be the guy, quote unquote, the guy before yeah. he got hurt and gave away to Nick Chubb. I, I did not know that, so maybe you guys got a diamond in the rough with that pick. Well, that's the hope, but he just hasn't been looking good um, with the opportunities that he's had. He hasn't had a ton of carries, but with the carries that he has, okay. he hasn't done much with. So, but, but, but my thing yeah. is, in order for a running back to really get started, he's going to have to have a, at least 10 <clears> 15 carries, and he hasn't had that just yet. Oh, that's too bad. So I guess you guys are in the market for a running back. <laughs> Next year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, you got to have a running game, especially to take the heat off the quarterback. Um, so we'll get you on this here, brother. Um, we, we all know the preseason is going on right now, but let's just look ahead to the regular season. Um, mm-hmm. I know you know the schedule frontwards and backwards. I'm not even going to even ask questions about that. But I'm, I got the schedule put up here right now, and you – you know, you guys play the AFC North, which is, my opinion, the best division in football, even with the Cleveland Browns <laughs> in it, and the NFC North. So, basically, you got two, in my mind, the two best divisions in football you're playing against next year. And, um, you know, it's just going to be a trip, man. You guys get my Steelers out to shoot, which is going to be interesting because my brother-in-law is a big Skins fan. So, that's going to be mm-hmm. hilarious. Then you guys get the Cowboys at home. So you got the first two games at home, go to the Giants, go to the Browns. Yes, the Browns game, that's going to be RG3 gate right there. Uh, yeah. If he's not hurt, that is. <laughs> go to the Ravens. <laughs> and Philly, you're at Detroit, and you're playing Cincinnati and, and London, And yeah. uh, which we try to go to that game since that, you know, my in-laws are from Cincinnati and big Bengals fans, so hadn't gone through for us. Anyway, after the bye week, get the Vikings and the Packers back-to-back week back to at back. home, no less. Yeah. But that's brutal. <laughs> Minnesota and Green Bay back-to-back. Back. Green Bay is going to be a primetime game. The travel mm-hmm. to Dallas for Thanksgiving, like for Thanksgiving Day once again. And you guys go to Arizona. Ooh. <laughs> go yeah. to Philly. Host Carolina. I think Carolina's going to be nice this year, by the way. Host Carolina this year. And... Um, at Chicago, and, and you host the Giants. That's brutal, man. That's yeah. a brutal-ass schedule. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm thinking 9-7 and seven again, dude. I'm, I, I think that you guys are very talented, probably going to be better than last year's team on paper. But I think this is, has nine, this has a 9-7 and seven schedule written all over. So what say you, brother? Wow. If you have us at 9-7, that's division champs. Um, That's right. Because I don't, I don't see anybody coming out of uh, out of the NEC East um, better than nine and seven. I really don't. Um, wow. As of where I have the skins right now, it's it's really up in the air. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to get some confidence there, especially in terms of games against those AFC North teams especially with the Cincinnati game being in London. That was the one game right. as as the, the the season started to end that I knew that I wasn't going to like because when when he started talking about it potentially happening, 
I said to myself, I don't I don't need this team to, to have to go overseas for a game. And it was almost a situation where had they lost to Philly, I think it was, and fell to third mm-hmm. place, they would have had two London games back-to-back, which would have been insane. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, thank God that that didn't happen. But that Cincinnati game comes to a bye. Then you got Minnesota. Then you got Green Bay. Then they go to Dallas for Thanksgiving. Regardless of how good or bad Dallas is, it's still a divisional game, and they're going to give us what they can give us. Um, that mm-hmm. last nine mm-hmm. weeks of the season starts out a little rough, and then it kind of ends a lot easier, even though uh, – Carolina is in that mix in that last four. But, um, yeah, like I said, I, it's somewhere between seven and nine and nine and seven for me. My main concern right now isn't necessarily a, a winning record, even though I would like to see one because we haven't had a winning record in back-to-back seasons in well over 20 years, almost 30 years maybe. Well, not 30. Really? It's been at least 20, 25 years. It's been a while of course, and and, and I'm going to yeah. go ahead and say it was probably – it had to have been shortly after 94, I think it was, was the last time they've had uh, winning seasons where wow. it's been nine wins plus. So it, wow. it, it's – eight and eight would be good for me. Nine and seven would be cool. But if this team is progressing in terms of play and they're getting better as a team, and they're not taking big losses like they did when they played against the Jets and, and the Patriots and, and the Panthers last year. And they're playing tough. And they're they're looking like a tough out Sunday after Sunday. And Kirk Cousins as a quarterback is continually getting better. And the O-line is getting better. And the D-line is developing. And these young guys are looking better week after week. That's what I'm more concerned about than a record, truthfully. I'm I'm going to be honest. That's what I'm most concerned Mm -hmm. about because the one thing that I'm looking for with this team that I haven't seen in a very long time is consistency. If we can somehow Mm -hmm. have consistency in talent, especially consistency in development of young talent, I will be highly impressed. And they have some of the pieces there. Now, them having to pay Kurt next year, is the reason why they've gone out and gotten young talent because they can have the young talent on the cheap. And and they can go ahead and, and pay a couple of pieces here and there, but they know that they have young developing talent around him where to continue to play as a unit and succeed. That's all I'm mm-hmm. looking for is, is, is mm-hmm. continual great play. I want this team to be like Kirk Cousins says he wants them to be, like the San Antonio Spurs a team that's developing, that has talent, that does it quietly and wins and is successful. I would like to see them in the boat with with Green Bay and and New England and Arizona and Pittsburgh and, 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 well, I'm not going to say Cincinnati because Cincinnati can't win playoff games. But just to even even talk about them (laughs) in the same breath as those teams is insane right now. But if if that development starts to happen and that's the direction they're going in, I'll be more pleased with that than uh, a a nine and seven record. But God knows if they go nine and seven, you won't hear from me. I'm 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 going to be out here like like the new day, just dancing around. I don't know if you know who the new day is, 
But uh, those are my boys from the WWE, three black dudes. They're the tag oh, team yeah. champions. Oh, yeah, like the, oh, yeah those are my boys right yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if, if if they can show me development, please. If they go 9-7, and seven, once again, it's a bonus. But I think it's going to yeah. be tough. That game against the Steelers is it's going to be the test for me. I understand it's going to be early, and I know you really can't tell how a team is going to look at the end of the season based on week one, but it'll be a good indicator on, on where they're going to need to go and what they're going to need to to, to, to hone on, even though Le'Veon Bell isn't there. Right. Because he can't stay off the weed. He nah. can't stay off the weed. Yeah, a lot of people that can't stay off of it. I don't know why. I've never smoked it. I don't know the appeal. And I don't know why they can't just not smoke it and continue to make millions of dollars. I can't figure it out for the life of me. Well, before I unleash on a long, profane tirade, I'm going to end this podcast. So thank you very much, (laughs) for joining me. You'll hear me round on my Steelers podcast next week, so. Be Fantastic. prepared for the unleashment of such you know what, I'm sh- him. Go ahead, sorry. I'm, I'm shocked that you didn't ask me about Josh Norman the entire time. That's oh odd. Oh, my God. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I can't believe because I was thinking I'm going to ask him about Josh Norman. I'm going to ask Dwayne about Josh Norman. Damn it. My bad. Give me your impression on this coup. This, this dude, seemingly since he left Khan, it's like allergic to shutting the hell up. So yeah. I mean, give, 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 so with what he said in the ESPN the magazine about the name the name Redskins, yeah. calling himself oh a Redskin because he's part Native American, oh and so he claims, and, and which I thought was was just outrageously just terrible, and um, talking still talking junk about ODB, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, OBJ I should say, and talking junk just about everybody and everybody's mom. So. What is your thought? Is he your Bama of the week? What, what's going on with this dude? What, what, are your, what are your impressions of Josh Norman? You know what? He's close. He's pretty close. He'll really be <laughs> the Bama of the week. He come out there week one, and Antonio Brown smokes him. Now, my thing is this, right? I understand one-on-one with great receivers, you want to have moments when you get beat. My thing is you yeah. can't consistently get beat, and then you got murderers row first three weeks. You got Antonio Brown, right. Odell Beckham Jr., Dez Bryant, right. one, two, three. That's right. You get that, re- yep. get that reprieve the fourth week with Terrell Pryor, but one, two, three, that's who you got. And you're doing all this talking. You're doing all this calling out. It was it was the equivalent of two pots in a month. He went after Sam Bradford. He went after Demarius Thomas. He went after Odell Beckham. He went after Roger Goodell. He went after the, the, the Panthers as an organization. He insulted Native Americans by saying that he's part Native American and is proud to be a Redskin playing for the Redskins. This dude decided he want to act a pump fool in ESPN the magazine. Now, if he can come out and back him up, fantastic. But if he gets lit up, he's going to hear it. And it's just going to seem like it's one of those situations in the past. And that's what I think that's what a lot of people who are fans of the NFL are waiting for. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for this to become a usual Dan Snyder slash Redskin moment over the past 20, 25 years where they have a big yeah. signing. He falls on his face. 
and the Redskins look dumb. That's what I think a lot. That's why I know a lot of people are holding on. To, ah, we had the provision where we're capable of getting out of the contract after next year if he does happen to stink it up. But God knows until that time, if he does stink it up, we're going to hear about it until we got to let him go. But I'm, I'm hoping he does pan out, pan out because him and Bashar Breeland, who's looking great at, at corner for the past couple of years, already covering mm-hmm. guys like Odell Beckham Jr. And, and, and Dez Bryant, especially having fantastic days against Dez. Those two guys back there with uh, the, the, uh, 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 wow, D'Angelo Hall will be a great asset for that secondary, and I would like to see them play and play well. I'm just hoping. God knows. I'm, plus, oh, my God, we didn't even talk about the, the, him with, uh, with Fox doing the, the show, doing the pregame show. He has the pregame show that he does now with Fox. Yeah, on I know. Sunday. So what about that? Thankfully, I mean, it's taped. Like I said, he's like your Bama of the Week almost. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's real close. Because, you know, right now he has the opportunity <laughs> to talk because it's preseason. But if he starts looking bad, I'm going to need somebody to, to 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 pull him. And I'm thinking that's why uh, Carolina and, and, and Richardson <clears> down there didn't want him. And, and um, Riverboat Ron didn't want him doing stuff because he can't control himself. And now that he has that freedom, you know, it's going to be hard to put the two the two face back in the tube if he's looking bad and, and you, you're going to try to control him. So uh, mm-hmm. God knows I want yeah. him to do well. But, and um, you know what else? Not to worry yeah. you anymore, but in, in when he played when they play the Ravens, guess who he has to cover? Steve Smith. Hey, Another that's going to be fun. And he's that's about that life. Fun. Steve Smith's about that life. So oh, that's the thing. Steve, Steve Smith is about that life. They like to go at it. It's, and that's what I'm waiting on because the last time, actually, Steve Smith was on a football field, if I remember correctly. No, 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 because he got hurt in the regular season last year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He tore his Achilles. Yeah. I just know the last time I saw Steve Smith was against the Skins in preseason last year where he got ejected in a preseason game, but going at it with D. Hall and uh, Deshaun Golden. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, it's going to be a lot of jibber-jawing and jabber-jawing, and, and it's going to it's going to be a scrum. I, I see it already, so that's going to be interesting. It should be fun. Hey, man, thanks a lot. I, sorry, and again, my bad for almost forgetting about Josh Norman. I, I want to talk hey. about him. It's one of the things that totally slipped my mind, but props to you for keeping me on task. <laughs> hey, if you didn't want to talk about him, I wasn't going to talk about him because I'm slightly <laughs> upset about that whole interview and trying my best to get past it right now because, of course, it uh, still continues to rear its ugly head almost a week later. I'm just waiting for it to die down and waiting for the season to start and hoping he has a great start to his season. <laughs> Let's hope for your sake that's the truth. Hey, thanks a lot, man. You uh, have a good night, man. I'll be talking to you during the season. You know that. Oh, of course. You you do the same, man. I'll I speak to you soon. All right. Peace out, brother. All right. That's my man, Dwayne Nash. I can't believe I almost forgot about Josh Norman. I forgot. I really forgot about Josh Norman because he was on my to-do list to talk about tonight for some reason. I just just didn't think to really put the pen to paper and, 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 and execute, uh, execute that on my own. But probably my man, Dwayne, for, again, keeping me on task because I knew – I knew Dwayne had a lot to get off his chest about Josh Nolan, his antics in the ESPN magazine. If y'all didn't know what he said in the ESPN magazine, please check it out because it'll make your jaw drop and scratch your head. That that dude is just 
just in another world. But anyway, um, let's listen to this before I get too upset. But anyway, this is Scott Brooks the, with the Clown Hour. Thank y'all for tuning in. Oh six, y'all have a good weekend. Good night.